The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. Welcome back into another edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. Today we're joined by Joe Hunk. What a great name, Joe Hunk, for a radio producer. He's out at 3HL at 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. Gives a lot of really good information about his path in radio, about setting ego aside, and all the different ways you can make an opportunity for yourself as a producer. A lot of really valuable lessons in this one. Enjoy, Joe Hunk. Joe, give me a little bit of your background. I know it's been an interesting road for you to end up in Nashville. I've traveled up and down I-65 uh, a lot, not only in my career, but now literally on a daily basis. But uh, I started off in Huntsville, uh, Huntsville, Alabama. I started off doing being a producer for uh, 104.3. Uh, I dabbled a little bit in the sports talk uh, when I first got into radio, but uh, then ZYP asked me uh, if I would be interested in doing top 40. So I thought, all right, let's give it a shot. All the way until 2013, uh, whenever I got my job at, at Jocks and I moved down to uh, to Birmingham full time. It was actually my second adventure into Birmingham. And and then after that, that's when I started becoming a host for a period of time. I, uh, I left or I moved into being a host in 2016 on Jocks. Uh, doing a nighttime show there. Uh, I was literally the host on jocks for maybe a month. And then I got a, a PD job down in uh, in Montgomery with Cumulus Broadcasting. They moved me down there for Sports Radio 740. Uh, and from there, I was in Montgomery for about four years. And uh, once COVID hit, I, I moved back to Huntsville. I started working uh, with Tom Abraham and on 97.7. Somehow, some way, in April 2021, I ended up uh, here in Nashville, and, and I'm telling you, when I when I joke about 65, like the only major market in Alabama that I did not work in uh, was Mobile, and so I and now I'm I'm up in Nashville, still on Interstate 65. Wow, that's unbelievable. Um, what's interesting too is like most people, not always, but most people. You know, they start as a producer and they want to work their way up into being a host and then maybe work their way up into being a PD. You had the host and PD responsibilities. Was it, I don't know, tough might be the wrong word. What was your mindset in, quote, going back to being a producer in Nashville? Was that difficult at all? Uh, There was a little bit of, of having to... Uh, having to remind myself of the bigger purpose. I discovered Sports Talk Radio in 2004 while I was a junior in college. Like, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to do Sports Talk Radio. Um, I grew up saying I wanted to do play-by-play. So moving down to Birmingham in 2013, that was my first full-time gig as being a producer. And, And honestly, I had no clue what I was doing. And, you know, there were there were periods of time where I, where the the producer role, especially where depending on where I have gone, has all changed. You know, there in the in the let's just say the uh, responsibility has changed and grown and all that throughout the time. And, you know, becoming a host 
allowed me to see how it was like and what it was like from the other side. And then I was able to take that as a host and turning into being a program director because then the idea was still the same. You had a vision, you had an idea, you had a direction, but instead of for a show from, you know, for me, it was from three to, you know, from two to 6 PM every single Monday through Friday, the vision was the overall part of the, of the radio station. You know, the, when COVID hit and all of that, I was able to kind of step back a little bit and the ability to step back and to take the knowledge from being a host, from also being a program director, take that to 97, seven, where we had an amazing staff of people and they were all wanting to work together to make the radio station better. You had that ability to have a respect for your knowledge and the ability of, Hey, look, you've been a program director. What do you think should happen? Or, Hey, you've been a host. What do you think should happen? And then you move into to Nashville. And for me personally, it was, you know, Nashville is where my wife and I've always wanted to be. We're in radio, man. I mean, we're we're nomads for the most part. We move every two to three years and we're picking up and going different places where the opportunities are. And the one place that she and I agreed on where it was Nashville. I understood that this wasn't about the next year. This wasn't about the next two years or, or, or the next three years. What this is about is getting my foot in the door at the number one radio station and number one sports talk station in the state of Tennessee, in the number one market in the state of Tennessee, arguably the biggest growing market in the nation with a with a market that is starting to uh, bring in so much stuff from obviously we we already have the NHL and we already have the NFL. But the idea of now the other sports with basketball being so so big in the state of Tennessee, women's and men's to what Memphis is doing. This was a state that had everything. And eventually, uh, and, and this is coming from a guy that has been a baseball guy his entire life. In the next five years or so, I I'm, I'm, can almost say for a fact that I, that I think Nashville is going to have a major league baseball mm -hmm. team. So it, it's an idea of, of not the short term, but the long term goal of what I was wanting to do in, in Nashville. And that's the reason why I came here because I, quite frankly, I interviewed at every single radio station sports talk wise in Nashville, every single one of them, because I knew this is where I wanted to be for the next 20, 30, 40 years. I want my, my kids to graduate from high school here. I want, you know, my, my wife and I to, to build our families here. I want families to our family to drive up from Huntsville to come here for Christmas. Like, I want that. Look, what other state in the United States has a love for their own flag the way that the state of Tennessee does? Like the tri-star is on everything, man. Like it's everywhere you go. And and I was very fortunate to get this opportunity at 1045 because the people that are here, the 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 atmosphere that is here, the is absolutely fantastic. And so coming in as a producer. It, it, it was something that normally would be a shot to the ego. And there were parts in the very beginning where I had to remind myself, hey, I'm, I am a producer. I'm not a host. And, and it was one of those that it took me a second to get. But once you found your footing and once you find what you're good at in the ways that you can help the radio station the most and help the show the most, then you started really starting to see it, 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 you know, the tires start to catch ground and you were able to start moving forward. And I think that that took me a year and, and, and I'm not even trying to exaggerate. It probably took me a good year to get my footing underneath me to where I started feeling like, okay, 
I know what's going on. I understand the area enough. I understand the direction that we're going with certain things. And I actually started to really start to be able to put my touches on, on three HL as far as ways that I could enhance the show from the producer standpoint. And I think that that alone is part of the reason why by being a, a quote unquote producer is a little bit different here because the way that three HL is, is everybody has respect for each other. We always want to see each other in the best light. And I'm talking about the, the best possible situations. My job as a producer is to be a cog in that, to make sure that everybody is, is where they need to be. And so you know, the, there's a lot more responsibility that I've had as a producer in Nashville that I've never had anywhere else. And I think that, you know, if you, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that if you ask almost anybody here, uh, they may say that I am way too focused <laughs> and I'm way too, um, uh, maybe intense is a good word at times. Uh, but I think a lot of that comes from the fact that the dynamic of the show that we have is one that is very free spirited and very, open and can go 400 directions, but at the same time has structure. And I think my job in that is to make sure that the hosts have that freedom, that they know that they can go out on a ledge and do everything that they need to. And I'm still the one that's focused in the background so that they are more open and their mind can focus more on being that personality that makes the show what it is. Well, very, very cool. Let me ask you this. I, I'm, I'm curious how your top 40 and music background helps you in terms of being a producer, because I'll just give you the quick background on me. Like when I got into the business, I was very, very stiff and very, very boring. And like, it took a lot, like it took me a number of years to get any kind of fun. It was very much facts, figures, stats, facts, figures, stacks. Generally, I think of the music guys as the ones who were able to take it into a clown show and make it really, really fun. And I'm sure somewhere between that and what I did is a perfect balance, but how did your music background help you when it comes to producing, hosting, anything in the business? Well, there, there's, there were two ways to go about the, the, the top 40 side of it. There's po positives, there's pros and cons, I should say. The thing about being in, in, in the music side of this is a lot of times you're your own producer, you're your own host, you're your own, uh, whenever you're on a remote, you're your own tech guy. Like, you know, those were the positives in it. Things that I learned in Huntsville from doing top 40, just from a behind the scenes standpoint, that allowed me to be able to do stuff in sports talk radio when they were like, man, we would love to send you out somewhere, but we just, we don't have a tech to go with you. Okay. That's cool. I know how to do it. Yeah. The, the, on the air part that it helps with is that in a, for instance, when you are on a show where you have three strong personalities, the way that we do on three HL, it taught you how to pick your spots when to come in with your comments it's something I still struggle with. It's not like that I'm, I'm the most amazing person at this, but you have that ability to understand of the less is more type mentality. Top 40 radio, you only have two to three minutes if you're doing mornings. Now, if you're doing middays, if you're doing afternoons, it's 30 seconds. So you had to be able to figure out how to take all of your thoughts and combine them into a short, quick comment or short, quick paragraph that hits everything that you want to. So as a producer, and a lot of times whenever I was in Huntsville, I was the quick-witted guy, which up until I got on the radio, I never even saw myself as the quick-witted person. And so what it taught me and what I've learned throughout my life is that basically I had to start listening to my brain. 
that millisecond that you doubt yourself is that millisecond where you should actually be inserting that comment. So when you learn to take that away, that opened up the avenue that as a producer, when only you have a second or two to inject your quick wittedness, your fact, your, you know, whatever comment to enhance the show, you have to understand when that moment is. Now, the problem with that is I'm ADHD. So a lot of times my mind has a ton of words that it wants to get out and my mouth acts as the funnel. The problem is, is that all the words get jumbled up and just get slammed into the end of that funnel. And if I don't control the speed that it's coming out, the last word of the sentence turns into the second word of the sentence. And the first word of the sentence turns into the last. And next thing you know, I just, I have this whole jumbling of words. Heck it's happened while we've been talking. So, I mean, it has. So, you know, there's been times where a lot of this is having to learn yourself and learn what you're good at, what you're not good at and learn techniques. And that's where a lot of people and a lot of producers, for instance, don't understand that you're given opportunities. Find your opportunity, no matter if it's one minute on the air, 30 seconds on the air, or a quick-witted comment, find that opportunity and take the advantage of it and make it your own. Me just being a producer allowed me to sit back, even with my history of being a program director, my history of being a host, and thinking, what avenues are not being driven down? Because that Titans Avenue is is like I-24 on at 5 o'clock on, on Tuesday, man. It is dead standstill because everybody wants to talk Titans. All right, we have tons of Vols fans, but also we have tons of Vols uh, people that graduated from the university that works here that want to talk Vols. All right, that's cool. And then I go back to my bosses and I'm like, is anybody playing video games here? And they're like, well, no, why? I said, well, look, I did a video game stream in Montgomery as a, as a PD and a host, and it got a lot of traction. Would you guys be interested in me potentially doing that on 104.5 and all of our social media channels through Zone TV? We got the approval with the Titans. We got the approval from our, our corporate people, and they said, yeah, sure, absolutely. Well, now my video game stream on Wednesday nights that's previewing the upcoming Titans game is now getting 10,000 views. That's cool. I like that. So, it, but it, at same, first off, I suck at Madden, okay? Like, I absolutely <laughs> suck at it, okay? But the thing is, is now that people have joined in, they're starting to see, so wait, you're not really just playing video games, right? Like, you're talking about the team. You're giving stats and information about what the team and the players could be seeing. Strategy in which, you know, hey, this defense could be coming with this. What can the Titans do in this? Hey, this guy is, you know, on offense is going to be their leading guy. You've got to make sure that you don't allow him to get behind your safeties. All of this is like, wait a second. This is an actual show. This just isn't you playing video games. I'm like, no, this isn't. And now we have Titans fans that are tweeting at me because the Titans are actually starting to run plays that I've been running in the video games for <laughs> three weeks. And they're like, Joe, you should be the offensive coordinator for the Titans. And I'm Hopefully like, you throw more than five passes. No, actually, I did it, which is the reason why they won <laughs> against the Texans, okay? And again, all of this started to wrap it all together because I stepped back and said, you know what? I just want to get my foot in the door, and I want to figure out my avenue. I want to figure out how I can help the station in 3HL go from the amazing show it is to numbers that we have not seen in 
almost a decade. Well, I think there's a lot of good lessons in all of this. It's too bad now the Titans don't play the Patriots. I would have been curious in watching the uh, the video game stream on that one. Maybe the playoffs if the Pats could figure out any semblance of offense. Joe was great. I mean, I could have I could have kept going. Like I could have kept talking to him. His energy, his passion, his enthusiasm, the ideas. I can tell that Joe is an idea man. The ideas that he has as a way for producers to get some recognition and to get a little shine. That was what I loved. Now, now I'm getting. I know how I'm spending Wednesday nights now, watching Madden Twitch streams, figuring out what the Titans are going to do. That that's how I'm going to spend my Wednesdays now, and it's all because of Joe. And he just goes to show there are opportunities for producers. We all say we want our opportunity. We're all wondering when the break is going to come. Got to create your own break sometimes. And Joe's found a way to do that. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com. 